Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I've got a quick favor to ask. Whatever platform you're tuning in from, take a moment to hit that follow, subscribe, or whatever button you see. That way, you'll be in the loop whenever I drop new content each day. And if you're feeling generous, a five-star review would mean the world to me. It's the ultimate boost to help this podcast grow. Thanks a bunch. With that being said, thank you. Let's get into the episode. Hello, I was born in 1987, and I grew up in a small village. It was at that period where kids had more independence than today. We all had watches. Our parents would tell us to be back at a certain time, and we would be careful and respect it. Not saying it was better or worse than today because it certainly created accidents and other problems. But I liked my childhood. I was pretty natural, not thinking much. I didn't have any issues. My teens were pretty good. I experienced my first love, first kiss, lost my virginity with a girl that I deeply loved at the time. We still take news about each other to this day. She's kind and has a cute family, and I'm happy for her. So I didn't have much to worry about. I was the type of kid that was a geek on rainy days and going outdoor to build a huge treehouse with friends when older. We had the biggest treehouse ever. It was three of us, and we each had a private room in it, and a big radio to try and communicate with people around. Fun times, to be honest, I loved it. Anyway, these few short lines were just to tell you that it was fine until everything in one day changed it all and has driven my life to where it is now. We are in April 2003, and I'm 16 years old. It's Easter vacation, video games became part of my life, and I would play late and wake up late. So the last day of vacation was always a complicated one, as I couldn't fall asleep easily, but still had to wake up the next day for school. I was there peaceful in my room, reading some book when my mom knocks and enters my room asking, did you see your father? To which I answer, no. She walks away and something makes follow her. As I didn't hear a noise, I feel like something's not right. She goes down the stairs and I stay at the top. I'm afraid and I have no idea why, but I think about nothing in particular, just that there is a problem. My mom starts yelling. I run down the stairs, open the garage door to go see what is happening. Here is my father, hanged by his neck to the ceiling beams. I ask my mother to be quiet, to not wake my brother up, thinking the both of us seeing this and being confronted to it is enough, and he is younger, so I feel like preserving him is important. I go grab the phone to call for emergency services while I sit my mom down. I kept on going back to the front of the house to see if I would see them arriving, and going back to see how my mother was doing many times to what seems like it was forever. My father was a volunteer at the firemen emergency services, so the people that came knew him. I asked them to be as quiet as possible to preserve my brother that still was asleep. They did not secede to resuscitate him, but when we found him, I think he had been there for a while as I left my room for the bathroom many times, and the house was already quiet and I hadn't seen anyone. To this day, I keep on wondering if he had heard me walking around and stayed quiet before taking his life. The night was long. Family members came. I had to explain the events of the night many times. My mother was crying and couldn't understand what had just happened as no prior signs suggested anything. As we lived in a small village, things like that would be known fairly quickly. In the morning, my brother-in-law drove me away to his place so I could try to rest and sleep a little. And it's at this moment that everything changed in my head. 
As we drove through the village, we saw one of the neighbors from our street outside. I lived that scene as if it was slow motion. She was talking to someone, and she raised her head and looked at me in the eyes with such an intensity that I knew she knew. The following days were mostly staying at home, processing what happened, doing the funeral, and trying to make my mother feel better. My brain was working on repeat. I would remember that night constantly, and even though we cannot change the past, I was thinking about all the things that could have been different to avoid this ending. On that week that was passing, I was supposed to be working in a local business as a work experience with school. I decided that on the next Monday, I would go to try to keep my mind busy and get out of the house. On the first day, the morning went well, and the person that was supervising me knew what happened and was really nice because he did not mention it or look at me with those eyes. You know which eyes I'm talking about. For lunch, he decided to go in a little restaurant and to pay for me. That was really a nice thought, but as I was eating, the noise of the place was making me dizzy, and I felt myself fading. As my head hit the table, I stood back up and said, I feel weird. I need some air. The two workers I was with looked at me saying, yeah, you're white. And I went out. My heart was racing. I felt each pump through my chest and my brain felt hyperactive. I couldn't understand what was happening. I didn't know what it was. And I felt weak without any control. I finished the two weeks of work experience and it was time for me to go back to school. To get to high school, I would take a bus that was an hour long. On that day, as soon as I got in it, my heart started to race. I felt like I had a ball in my throat. My stomach felt heavy, my legs weak. I had no clue what was happening. I was just in no control of myself and my thoughts. I was scared, scared that I could puke or faint in front of everyone. For the last two years of high school, it was that way every day. I lost weight, I looked tired. I missed by avoidance many days of school. And of course I failed. By that time I had tried to see a psychologist, but I didn't know what to tell them. What sounded right to me was to explain that I found my father dead after he committed suicide. But I never spoke of what I was feeling inside. I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know it was my mind doing all these physical reactions, and I was lost and ashamed. I tried enrolling a new school program after that summer, but I failed quickly. So for a few months, I was mostly at home, on my computer. I discovered some chat rooms. Everything was in English, so as I am French, it pushed me to learn and I found that I could progress pretty fast so it kept me busy, and I had met nice people, one of which lived in FL. Uh, he decided to travel to France where I lived the next summer, and he came to stay at my house for a while, and we went out with my friends. And, you know, as long as I was with my friends that had my trust, my feelings never showed up, so I felt safe and happy. Months passed. After a while, on that chat room, I was going to... I met a woman. She was from Philadelphia. She would later become my wife, and we would get a kid. While all of this happened, I multiplied attempts at education and jobs, but I would always fail, and my feelings became a handicap. Little by little, it took some of my freedom, impossible to take the bus, impossible to go to a restaurant, to a bar, to a concert, to the movie theater, until one day as I was in my garden, my body literally shook. I got into a panic attack that was so intense and so long that it lasted for months. Each time I would wake up, my heart would directly start to race, and I had no one to talk about it and people were by that point calling me lazy or telling me that it was enough to pretend I was sad. I went to the doctor, he gave me anxiety medicine, and it got things under control even though I still couldn't live normally. I couldn't even go to the grocery store anymore. Years passed, I met my future wife in person, fell in love. By that point I had succeeded to train myself to get back to doing some of the things I had lost. 
my freedom was bigger and it gave an illusion of me of a pretty normal person that seemed happy. She came to live with me and little by little the security feeling her love was providing me started to fade and unfortunately got me stuck and we separated. To make it short because things lasted for a while and the separation was really long and complicated, COVID came, it was the best moment of my life, streets were empty, grocery stores had a restriction of how much people could be inside, I felt free in my mind jail. It was good, but I knew it would end and things would go back to the normal world, which brings us to today in March at 36. You know, I got a stroke. It was apparently caused by the COVID vaccine. I had to stay at the hospital for 21 day, five of them laying down, not being able to sit or stand up. I got out of it with minor side problems. I can't concentrate as much anymore. And I feel tired often, but at first when it happened, I had lost my sight in one eye, which scared me. Today I can't work. I couldn't even do an interview for a job. I tried many times and failed. I either left in the middle to run to safety, either went and left before it would even start. I lost all motivation to at least learn things on my own and read. I have no income. I should soon be expelled of my current place with nowhere to go. My illness made me lose most of my friends because I never explained myself out of shame. Shame to be that way, scared they couldn't understand me, scared they would judge me. I heard so many bad things through the years that I lost all desire to try and find someone that would understand me. There are many other events that shaped all of this that I did not go through to make it shorter. Because let's be honest, if you got here already, it will be insane for me to think someone would be willing to read all of this. I had a little bit of savings that I decided to spend for something important. So right now I have 17 cents on my account. I had a friend that helped me as well a few times through the years. He's the most understanding and kind person I had the chance to meet. I love that man. He's such an important person for me. I hope he knows. He tried to help me morally as well and give me advices, but things are so complicated that I couldn't respect his advices, and I am disappointed in myself that I didn't even have the courage to admit it to him. I have no idea of what tomorrow will be made of. What I know is that I won't be able to eat anymore in two days. I currently live in a city where I have no one close to me and I had to cut off my relation with my family for a lot of reasons. I am not asking for charity. Everything that happened in my life got me to where I am at today. I wish a few years back I had the finances to see a psychologist, but I never did. So I just tell myself that it would have changed nothing because hanging on that kind of thoughts makes me feel even worse. If anyone is interested on knowing more stories of how I got to this today, let me know. I'll see what I can do but be quick to ask. Thanks for reading me. I wish you all luck. And my advice is that if you ever feel something that you don't understand, something that isn't good, try to talk about it. Find someone that will listen. Tons of people know about this. And if you do not have the words, they will help you. Don't look at the time passing by. Don't wait to lose people. Don't wait to be nothing else but a memory in people's mind. Take care.